Agents Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Espresso Agent. The key to success in real estate is confidence, especially when it comes time to call prospects. Espresso Agent gives you that confidence with the best for sale by owners and expired contacts delivered directly to your inbox seven days a week. Up to 90% of our contacts have phone numbers and the most cell phone numbers on the market. Every day, you can dial with confidence when you dial with Espresso Agent. Visit EspressoAgent.com forward slash LabCodeAgents. Welcome back, LabCode Nation. In today's episode of the LabCode Agents podcast, we had the opportunity to talk with fellow LCA moderator Johnny Masillo, the founder of More GCI and GCI Academy, is the perfect guest at this time of year to help us prepare for 2020. Johnny guides us on how to set goals and create a plan to achieve them in 2020. We'll break down the macro to micro and deliver simple strategies you can implement to achieve your goals. So let's dive in. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lab Code Agents podcast. And today, once again, this is two weeks in a row now, I get to interview what I would consider a good friend in the industry, somebody that I have gotten to know through both of our affiliations with the Lab Code Agents. This gentleman right here, based out of New Hampshire, he is the founder of More GCI and the More GCI Academy. He's the creator of many things, but two, two that I'm going to mention are the Mega Agent Planner and the Agent Success Kit. He is an 18-year veteran in the business, and he is a moderator and very large contributor to Lab Code Agents Facebook group. Welcome to the show, my man, John Masillo, or known as Johnny Mo. Thanks for having me, bro. I'm glad I get to do this with you. We, uh, our paths cross all the time, but we never get a chance to connect and just hash it out like this. I'm excited. Thank you. That's right. You're right. Because you and I have never actually met in person, but we've talked numerous times over the over the web, which is the power of social media, right? Power of social media and everybody should be on it. And even, you know, we talk, Jeff, everybody talks about you are the some of the five people you're around most. I say, why not make it 50 really good people on social media? People you follow, people you collaborate with, you can create your own whole reality of positivity. 100%, 100%. And so the reason we brought Johnny Mo on today is because obviously he's a very successful agent, very successful business person. However, he, he really dials in and, and, and is, is a massive contributor of planning and setting goals. And since uh, we are winding down the end of 2019, we thought, well, let's get this out with still a month plus left in the year to where Johnny can give some of his tidbits and some of some, some of his actionable items for you so you can plan for 2020. So so before we get into that, let's talk a little bit about your background. So tell the listener who you are, where you come from, what brought you into the business, et cetera, et cetera. All right. So, well, I'm a product of the dot-com world. I was a network engineer when people were using Windows 3.1 and AOL for dial-up, and that was your option. So I was out there in the dot-com world. I worked for a huge internet incubator and we had 7,500 employees, 150 companies under our wing. It was a company called CMGI. I was exposed to everything. Uh, all the stuff that you see now, I was seeing in the mid to late 90s, uh, like the pixels and stuff like that and the tracking. The companies that wrote the code was under our umbrella, right? So it was pretty cool to see that. I got into the business in 2001 because I, I was told, hey, listen, things blowing up. We're going from 7,500 employees down to 150. 
Okay. And you ain't one of them. So I had a year, we had to wind down businesses and things. And I got to the real estate business and I realized quickly that um, tech skills wasn't a strong point at that point. I mean, people say now, oh, I wish I had tech skill. Man, imagine being back in 2001, 2002, where it was difficult to have tech skill. There was no easy part. So I got in, I was able to create a dynamic website where everybody had static websites. And I quickly ranked you know, number one in the state, number two, whatever the search term was, there was no Zillow, there was no Facebook, you had MySpace, you had Yahoo, right? Google existed, Google pay-per-click, 25 cents, nobody even knew what it was. I quickly rose through the ranks within five years. I was uh, eligible for the REMAX Hall of Fame award. And after, soon after that, about eight years with REMAX, I left and went to Keller Williams. Uh, the market had crashed, uh, I had a bunch of REOs. And I brought my team over with me. I got on the ALC, started to train. When, uh, that's where I created the More GCI app because it was about 2000 and, I don't know, 12. Nobody was tracking their numbers like a business manager should. I'm watching a revolving door of agents in the industry, and we had a big market center. And I said, you know, why? Why are these people failing so much? So I started to do some research. And what it is, what I came out to is that they don't run their business like businesses, like a business manager. Everybody should read Michael Gerber, the E-Myth. I created a set of principles called UPAD, Understand, Plan, Action, and Discipline. I can get into those later. And I started to train and help agents and bring uh, people under my wing. By the time I left, uh, our market center was uh, fifth most profitable for all of KW. I'm not saying, you know, that's because of me or anything. I was just part of that. And I did some cool things there and developed some software there and training. And so I went out on my own chasing my dream. And affiliated with EXP now because I can help people across the country. Uh, don't let that scare you away. I don't really push or promote it. If you want to talk about it, and I talk about it. That is it. You're not going to get an email from me. <laughs> going to get a bit saying, "Hey, watch this video," because I don't work like that. I attract who I want to work with. End of it. Uh, but now I'm out there onboarding associations, helping brokerages, and the brokers teams uh, bring clarity to some of these really important parts of their business and why agents fail. I love it. I love it. So you are clearly extremely experienced. And so what would you say that led you down the path of, so what you're doing nowadays, because you're doing some coaching. And again, you do focus in on kind of planning and and, and you have these, I don't know a lot of other way to describe it, but these books uh, that you provide to your coaching clients um, and to agents to help them, to help them plan. So what kind of led you down that path of, why is that your passion? That is a fantastic question. And when I started to train, I got burnt out. Man, I was in it for 12, 13, 14 years, uh, running at a super high level, built a pretty successful team, had REOs selling. I mean, it was ridiculous. And as the market was shifting back from the REO world to the residential world, I kind of said, all right, I've already done this. What's next? Because I don't want to be on a hamster wheel. I've identified there's no exit strategy unless you build an exit strategy. Otherwise, you're going to be 80 years old with a walker showing properties on a Saturday. I didn't want to be that agent. So I took some, I got a lot of enjoyment out of working with not all agents. God, no, not all agents. Of course not. I only want to work with individuals who have already tapped into something that they want to make a run at this on a big way. They've already proven themselves to do the work all right, now let's get you to the championship. Okay. You got to get through that point first. So when I started to work with these people and within a year, I watched people put, have a hundred thousand dollars in gross commission income 
in one month receivable. I mean, who does that? Wow. When I watched one person almost quadruple their business, they missed it by like a couple hundred thousand dollars in gross commission income, not gross commission income, on production. So as far as I'm concerned, he was one house away from quadruple in his production. When I started to see people double and triple their production, I said, these people, these people, they're in it. They got to a point and now they're confused because Jeff, you know, as well as I do, we're being hit from every direction. So I broke lead generation down to four unique categories. I like to do quadrants. So almost everything I do is quadrants, four unique quadrants. You're going to get business from some form of phone call, right? Whether it's past clients, fear of influence, what do you call those things? Fizbo's expired, circle dialing, all that stuff. You're going to get it from some form of networking. You're networking with Chamber of Commerce, Rotary, uh, other businesses, your power circle, mortgage guy, insurance person, financial advisor, those types of people, right? And now you work, you know, other levels. Uh, you're going to get it from some form of uh, online strategy. And that's a whole week long. Because you're talking about Zillow strategy, Realtor.com, other paid portals. You're talking about Facebook, and Facebook itself is multidimensional. You have, am I going to do Facebook ads? Am I going to do like uh, our friend Nikki does? You interviewed Nikki a couple weeks ago. You're going to do a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. You're going to do a Facebook community page. You know, what are you going to do? There's multiple different ways, and each of them are going to have a unique strategy. And then not only just the strategy, the execution. And then are you going to do some form of what I call traditional? Are you going to do some door knocking? You're going to do billboards, just listed, just sold postcards. All business is going to come from one of those places. And yes, your referrals come from a little bit of your online, depending on what your strategy there is, and networking, because you're networking with your past clients, your sphere of influence, so on and so forth. Wow. Uh, so that's a lot of stuff. Okay, so so let's now, let, let's take it down the path of, of the goal planning. So let's just say... Uh, I'm a realtor. I'm listening to this show and I'm thinking to myself, okay, I hear it every year. I hear all these things every year. You know, there's all these things I need to be doing. Uh, but this year, I'm going to do it and I'm going to prepare for 2020. Uh, where should I start? With creating a, first of all, creating a personal budget, creating a business budget around, creating a business budget. What are your actual expenses now? And then also creating what I like to call my leisure budget. Okay. I want to go to Costa Rica this year and go on a spiritual seven-day journey, it's $6,000. So I have the budget for that. So I put that into my goals. I need to make X amount of money, okay? Now that gives me a benchmark. Let me just look at my notes because I actually did a training on this uh, yesterday. Uh, Let me ask ask you something. So let's just say that, again, we're talking to somebody who maybe hasn't done this before. How do they, where do they even start to come up with budget? Like, Like, how do they calculate, how do they quantify that? Okay, open up a spreadsheet. And first of all, how much does it cost you for your rent or mortgage, your car payments, your insurance payments, all that stuff? You've got to know that's your personal living budget. You've got to know how much money you need to make. That's your net income because you don't get to keep it all. So let me just say this real quick, and then I'll expand upon that. Mm-hmm. Then your business budget, I don't know, depending on what your company or your brokerage offers you, but you should have some money in there for maybe some ads, four or 500 bucks in ads, uh, four or five, you know, two or 300 bucks for a dialer, depending on what you're going to be doing, five or 600 bucks for networking. You've got it. This is a business. This is a business. It's not a job. This is a business. So understand business. You've got to have some capital, right? So then you, then you add the two of them together in your savings goals and your leisure goals. Okay. So in this case, let's say my income is 72. I need to make $72,000 a year to pay for my personal work. Okay. I follow 
something that was taught to me many, many years ago. Grant Cardone kind of teaches the same thing. Michael Michalowicz kind of teaches the same thing in Profit First. And that's that you get to keep 40% roughly of your income. So now it's simple math. I need $72,000 a year to live divided by 0.4 gives me 180000 in gross commission income. I must make $180,000 in gross commission income. Now, don't get me wrong, Jeff, that's when we're following 25% goes to taxes, which is the number one issue for agents. They're not making enough, so they're going to borrow, and they're going to borrow from the IRS at 21.9%. You as a financial person, would you advise against that? Because I would pay your damn taxes. And you said 25%. It's probably, in a lot of cases, more like 50%. For some people. And it all depends on the state you live in. I'm tax-free, right? No income tax here. So Moving to New Hampshire. Then, yeah, or Las Vegas, Texas, I think there's four or five of them left. But it's always under attack. And then you're going to have 20% or so, right? This is what I use. 25% for taxes, 20% for business, 15% for savings, and 20, uh, 40% for personal. Okay? You can adjust it however you need. First year in the business, you might be at 50 60% personal because you're not going to save anything. You're just going to reinvest, reinvest, reinvest. Okay? You, your income in the first year might not be as substantial as 180. So you might not be paying, you have to reserve that 25% for taxes. Okay. You might get away with 20, but by God's pay your taxes. Don't get into that trap. It's hard as hell to get out. I was a hundred grand deep. Mm -hmm. I know how hard it is to get out. And I'm warning you, don't do it. And they won't let you out without writing them a check. There's no way out. (laughs) No way out, man. It's it's (laughs) a crime, bro. That's funny. Okay. Okay. So, so budgeting, budgeting is obviously very important. You, you grab those percent, say those percentages one more time. What you, what you suggest, I know it's not one size fits all, but say them again. 25% for taxes, mm-hmm. 20% for business, 15% for savings and 40% for personal. Now I will just go down a little caveat on that 15%. That's your safety net. Y'all, we don't have one. We don't get paid normal. Y'all know that. So we might go sometimes go two, three months without a paycheck. Unfortunately, that that and more so in the beginning, right? Unfortunately, this is reality. So you got to have some money that you can lean back on. This is why I'm an advocate about not running out and buying those, those fancy cars right off the bat. Yeah. Get six months in the bank first. Yep. And then buy whatever car you want. Yep. And I think it's important to say also too, because I think when people start out in their, in their early years, and most people don't start doing this in year one, but let's just say they start doing it year two, three, four, five. And, and let's just say they're making 150 grand a year and, and gross. And they have a 20% set aside for business expenses, right? You need to scale that up. Remember, that's a percentage. So when you make 250, scale it up. When you make 500, scale it up. Keep spending more. Don't don't revert back to that dollar amount that you were spending when you were making 150. Correct. And that, and that's how you have to grow. And I really want to warn everybody. And I'm on a warning tangent right now. You know, you see it in the news and everything about a shift. Listen, a shift always happens. It's cyclical. So whether the news is talking about it or whatever like that, here is the thing. This is why you've got to practice some level of discipline, financial discipline. It's a killer of agents. You really want to have some money in the bank. The average American spends hundred and like three percent of what they make. They have less than a couple of paychecks and they're on, you know, they're behind. They're not making their bills. So by having your income saved now, we're in an up market. So if you've just been in the business for the past three or four years, this ain't normal. So don't spend like this is normal because when it's not normal and it goes down, which it always does, it goes up, it goes down. 
The stock market does, the real estate market does as well. When you're in that down point and you're only selling 12 houses a year and now you're in between checks for X amount of months versus you're getting three checks a month because you're selling 36, you've got to make sure that your spending habits are on par, mm-hmm. right? Make sure you have some savings in the bank. I, and you know what? And I, I would say on that topic is I would go out and talk to it. Anybody who's been around the business a long time, I can tell you I've been in it for almost 20 years and I've gone through it twice. I, you thought I would have learned the first time. I didn't. I did it again. And now and now I, I, I swear I've learned this time. Guilty, um, Your Honor. Right. I mean, it's, 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 it's inevitable. And if you can wrap your head around it and be fiscally responsible with your finances, you're going to have a much, a much smoother ride through this, through your career. Much smoother ride. And always be watching your expenses, right? I'm actually doing it now. I don't even have to really work anymore. I'm sitting here saying, going through the daunting task of changing my CRM from Infusionsoft to GetResponse, okay? Now, you're talking about newsletters. You're talking about uh, 32, 48-piece coaching sequences that now all have to be copied and transferred over, all because I'll be able to get rid of ClickFunnels, Zoom, and Infusionsoft, which will save me $800 a month which gives me a, a 600 bucks a month positive savings. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but that's my trip to Costa Rica, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Right? So always be looking at the money because the money you save is the money you don't need to make. Mm-hmm. Right? So always be looking at these expenses. Are they giving you an ROI? Uh, do you absolutely positively need this? Right? And if not, because if you can save three, four, five hundred dollars a month out of your budget, that, that, that's fantastical. That's a great, and we've totally gone down a rabbit hole that we didn't intend to, but this is important to talk about. We don't talk about it enough, uh, which is which is budgeting and, and spending money, but you just said something that, that spurned something else, which is, gosh, I totally lost my train of thought, but it was it was something about spending and 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 how, you know what, let's just move on and I'll get, it'll come back to me. So you move on from budget and I'll come back to it. Totally lost my train of thought there. You got me excited. You got me excited. Yeah, well, the money, the money that we don't spend is the money that we make, right? Because- we don't need to come up with it. I used to live the $15,000 a month. Got to come up with 15 grand a month for the boat, for the camp, for the trailer, for the house. You know what I mean? For the five cars and there's only two drivers. Yeah. I don't ever want to live like that again. Mm-hmm. Yep. I want a cabin in the woods. I got this thing all built in my mind and we're going to build it when I'm 50 and that's where I'm going to retire. It's a little community. Um, that's what I'm going to do. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Something important. Um, you asked for something really important. So now that you know your budgets, you can come up with how much money you need to make gross commission wise divided by whatever your number is. We came up with 180,000 gross, gross commission. Now I call that the macro, Jeff. That's the macro goal. And if you focus on the macro goal, it's hard as hell and it's going gonna, it's gonna to beat you up. Okay. Because it's going to disappoint you every day. Because to come up with $180,000, and we're just going to use that. I know there's some people listening that are way higher than that. I know there's some people that are lower than that. That was just a number that came up in this. That's, that's your number. That's your number. Your yeah. number is not wrong, right? That's the macro. If you're worried about the macro, it's going to suffocate you. Just like if I say, I need to lose 40 pounds. That's my macro goal. If I look every day, did I lose my 40? Did I lose my 40? I'm setting myself up for disappointment. But if I break it down to micro and say, okay, the goal here is to lose 40 pounds. The goal here is to, uh, and this is how I'm going to do it over the next six, eight weeks. Same thing. I need to make $180,000, right? So how am I going to do that? First of all, you need to know your numbers. What's your average commission, right? 
What's your average commission? You need to know this. Some I ask people this all the time. They're like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I can look that up. I think it's around. You gotta know. You gotta track this stuff, even on a spreadsheet or more GCI or there's dozens of systems out there now. Okay, what's your average commission? So I take 180,000, the macro, divided by my average commission, and that gives me the number of sides I need to sell. This is all basic stuff. Everybody should do this every year. That gives me 24 sides, 24 transactions I need to do. Now I take from page 180 and 181 of the MREA. Uh, Gary wrote, this is the two, I think, most important pages in that whole book to understand. Uh, matter of fact, I took his teachings in 180 and 181 and created an equation, and we used that equation in figuring out how many appointments you need and more GCI, and I still use this today. And it comes out with a base uh, between buyers and sellers, 60-40 ratio, comes out to 52% conversion rate. There's another reason you need to track your conversion rate, because if you're at 60, what I'm going to say is going to be a skew. If, I, if your conversion rate's at 40, what I'm saying is going to be a skew, but the base average is 52%. So I take 24 transactions divided by the base rate of 0.52. That gives me 46 unique and qualified appointments, first appointment only, that I must run throughout the year. Now we're taking that macro, we're breaking it down. It's not sounding so bad, but we're going to break it down one more level. Some people say, that it takes 80 conversations to get one sale, okay? So if you take, okay, 80 conversations times 24 sales, it gives me 1,920 conversations per year, which is 36 per week, which is 7.3 per day. Wait, what? That's all you got to do is have 7.3 conversations per day? And that's all you got to do. People complicate things way too much. Some people will say it takes 30 warm contacts and 100 cold contacts which gives us an average of 65, so 65 times 46, because we're going for the number of appointment, that's 2,900 contacts per year, which is 57.5 per week, which is 11.5 per day. Stop with the nonsense, have 11 conversations, have seven to 11 conversations per day, two-way about real estate. This is awesome. This is amazing. So, so for, again, for those of you listening who don't do this kind of stuff, what he just rattled through, might you might be thinking, holy crap, that was complicated, but really it's not. It's literally, like you said in the beginning, focus on your macro, your big goal, but don't, lo don't lose sight. Don't get down on yourself when you're not on pace after quarter one, quarter two. Break it down into micro. Celebrate the small victories. I think it, there, was a, there was a book uh, that was actually titled that. And, and, and it, uh, what was his name? Uh, Andrews. I can't think of his name. I've got the book at home. Uh, but anyway, it's a really good book and, and, you, and it focuses on, sell again, same concept. Have this big goal, celebrate the micros and break it down. And what Johnny is telling you to do, this is all about planning. You, you start with your budget. Now you're going into your numbers. I mean, folks, if you're not doing this, you're not taking this career seriously, would you say? A hundred percent. And here is what I figured was I talk to a lot of people across the country. I get to talk to lots now being a lab coach moderator and admin and being in with you guys and everything else like that. It's fantastic. Prior to that, I talked to a lot of KW people because I was at KW trying to figure this thing out. And what we came up with was no different than what the SBA has spent thousands, hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dollars researching, and that's the failure rate. And the SBA says four out of five small businesses fail within a few years. Real estate, we say anywhere between 80 and 87% fail. That's four, point, that's four out of five enough for me. So 80% is exactly four out of five. You know what the number one reason is, Jeff? Go on. Lack of business management experience. Yeah. So what is what falls under that? 
being a manager of your own business. Yeah. And that's why I created this is where Michael Gerber is important. Michael Gerber says that there's three levels to business, the entrepreneur, the manager, and the technician. The entrepreneur is the crazy one that got you into this business with no safety net. The manager, most of y'all bypass, and then the technician. That's where you spend most of your time doing the work, being a customer service person, setting up your drips, making the phone calls, right? That's the technician doing the work. I created a set of principles called UPAD, U-P-A-D, understand, plan, action, and discipline. The manager is responsible in your entity, in your organization for understanding and planning. Okay, I need to make $180,000 just to break even. I understand that. Let's make a plan to do it, which I just did. Let me hand that plan off to the technician. Hey, technician, you need to make seven to 11 phone calls, depending on which theory you're following. Seven, to, I'll, I'll err on the side of caution. Seven to 11, I'll go for the 11. Conversations every single day about real estate. This is how we're going to do it, which we didn't talk about. That's a lead gen strategy and, and, and marketing strategy and everything else. You need to have these 11 conversations per day. Track the results through discipline. So you put into action, track the results through discipline that you do it every single day. And if you don't do it today, now you have a negative gap. You got to be conscious of that negative gap. Move, you know, spread that gap. You didn't make the 11 today. You got three, three days left. Spread the 11 over the next three days. So now you're going to do 14, 14, 50. That creates accountability. Hear that A word. Accountability, which is the missing piece accountability back to the management level of your business if you because nobody's holding you accountable it's nobody's job to hold you accountable see when you come into a job and you punch the clock you do your tasks that were created for you by somebody else you just do your task punch out go home do that five times they give you a paycheck you get to spend all 857 dollars and 33 cents of that with taxes already taken out and fica and social security all that stuff and you're in a vacation time and you got sick time. But guess what? You can spend every penny of that because next week you're going to get another $853.13. That don't happen in our world. You are responsible for creating all of those tasks and making sure those tasks get completed. I love it. I love it. And this can, this can apply to your personal life too. I mean, you were even, you were just mentioning how if you miss a day, well, you got to double up the next day. And and I think I stand on a mountaintop with that one and, and, and started this, you know, back in 2018 when I ran those miles and this year with my pushups and pull-ups and all that stuff, and it's exact same thing. So I have, I literally have a Google spreadsheet that I'm tracking. And guess what? If I don't run that six and a half miles that day, guess what I have to do the next day? I got to double or I got to spread it out over the next week or so. And, and this is no, no different. And, and I think, and honestly, I, I, I wasn't sure exactly how this conversation was going to go, but I love where it is going because I think it's actually so simple, but mm-hmm. nobody executes this way. And I think that it's important for people to take it up personally. You know why I did the personal goals? As an example, to show the people that I lead, what you're capable of and how you have to be disciplined, how you have to create that discipline to do it, to achieve it. And if I can do it with my body, you can do the same thing by picking up the phone or knocking on another door or sending out another farming camp, whatever it is. Right. I love it. You, um, you're a Jesse Itzler fan, right? Big time. Big time. He inspired you to do the running and stuff. Yep. yep. I got to meet him back. I think it was 2017. He was one of the keynotes. I got to spend a little bit of time with him at the special investor camp and my mentor introduced me to him. And we get to spend a little time together. And you want to talk about, you know, and that's the thing he says. It's all about a conscious decision and discipline to do it. Yeah. That's it. Anybody can do anything. 
when you decide. And Tony Robbins will explain that side means to kill off. And D, I think, means like a decision, whatever. But a decision basically means to kill off the idea that there's retreat to anything else. So in the moment that you decide, it's like burning the ships. This is this is this is what we're doing. Yeah. Right. I quit smoking uh, September 10th. I've wanted to quit smoking for 10 years. I quit years ago. I got divorced, started back up. Ugly, disgusting habit. Don't know why it's even legal. Uh, but anyways, I. Hey, hey by uh, the way, let, let me stop and applaud you for that. Nice job. Thank you. It wasn't until, you know, both my parents passed away as a result of complications to that. I, I quit, tried, chewed tobacco, tried the vape thing, dips, you know, all these different things. It wasn't until the moment that I decided when I woke up, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. And I haven't, and I don't want one, right? So the moment that we decide to do anything is the moment that we'll start to take control. Now you just have to have the discipline of doing it. I love it. I love you it. Okay. You complete control. If you want to lose a couple of pounds, you're in complete control of getting in your car and go to the gym and not putting the cookie in your mouth. You're in complete control. Yes. 100%. Yes, yes you're right. And the same thing applies where you had said earlier. It's, it's the same thing with weight. You know, if your goal is 40 pounds, don't get down on yourself if you're still at the same weight a month in. You know, you just got to tweak things. You got to work, push yourself a little harder. You got to do something a little bit different. Uh, but there's still, there's always plenty of time. So, so we, we've, we've really dialed in and this is, uh, it's not very granular and it, this isn't a granular conversation. This is a broad conversation because it's not one size fits all. Everybody's different, but it starts with the budgeting and then it starts with the planning and getting, dialing into your numbers. So once you get to that point, well, they've sat down and they've spent their time and they've figured out, okay, this is what I have to do. This is how many closings or this is how many touches. At what point then do you advise the real estate agent to then figure out what that plan is to get there? How many different resources, how many CRMs, how many legion sources? What, and I know it's, again, this is a super, super broad question, but how do you advise somebody if they're coming to you saying, well, I don't, okay, I figured that out, but now what do I do? How do I do it? Now I jump into the Legion. Exactly what I would do is jump into the Legion quadrant and say, you know, everybody's going to be different. And, and, and David Tall, uh, CEO of Agentology, now Verse, yeah, which said to me, uh, I don't know if he put it in a in a Facebook or a private message, but he said it's a metamorphosis, right? Business, what we've created isn't what, you know, what we are isn't what we started out as. So I think agents need to, to do the same thing. And it's a metamorphosis. And it all depends on you, the individual. Most are coming into the business ill-equipped with capital. So what's the easiest, cheapest thing to do? Well, networking, but that's going to take you time. So what do we want to do to shrink in the amount of time is going to be making phone calls. So you've got to have at least some money to get a dialer, espresso dialer, short money, get Red X, get land. Um, what's the other one? Vulcan seven, right? The more money you make, the more advanced system you can get. So you start out because you have time or you have money. Money shortens the amount of time to get to the destination. But if you don't have money, then you're investing time. And if you're new or newer and business sucks, then you should pretty much be on that phone. Or building relationships all day long, right? Yes. yes. So that, that that's my advice right there. But then I would say, what are you good at? What do you like to do? Because this is where the metamorphosis is going to come. Phone calls suck. Sitting on the phone for six hours, three hours, four hours a day, it, it hurts. It, 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 a lot of rejection. 
So, okay, online. I, but you got to be careful that you're not spending all your time online doing stupid things that don't have anything to do. Mm-hmm. So are you going to build out? And I strongly suggest everybody builds out a community page, a community group, start to show about the community, right? Yes. Build a YouTube page because you can optimize those words. Start to get people going to your page. Become the expert. Start making it about real estate. Start making it about the people. This is why Zillow won, y'all. Y'all sit there and complain about Zillow. Zillow won because they gave the consumer what the consumer wanted when every agent out there and every broker and every franchise was, we're the best. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Consumer don't care. The yeah. consumer wants information. Yeah. Zillow gave them information. Anyways, so what are you going to do online? You're going to pay. Again, now you need money. And if you're going to compete in the Zillow world or RDC world, man, you missed a boat. It's almost too late for you. Okay, Especially with what they're all rolling out now. So if you're not involved... It's almost too late to get involved, but are you going to run some Facebook ads? Please watch some experts like Travis Tom. Don't just go out there and be like everybody. What's your home worth? Because there's a billion of those. What's your networking strategy going to be? Are you going to go networking once or twice a week? See, everybody's different. Some people are super high eyes and they're connected in the community and they're super well liked. Well, you should be having an online strategy with community and your networking. You don't need to be making phone calls. Yeah. I went to have lunch with somebody that I know up in Maine, okay? And Maine, you know, New Hampshire is a little bit slow-paced, like laid back a little bit, mm-hmm. but we're still close to Boston. Maine is real laid back, real chill. You know everybody. It's a, it's a, it's a town of, you know, an area of 10,000 people with a million mirrors, right? It looks bigger than it is, but it's really small. He sells 70 houses a year. He does no advertising. He just posts on his business page and shares it to his personal page. That's his advertising. SOI. I said, so what, what CRM do you use? Uh, Excel. I said, well, what? He goes, yeah, everybody's just in Excel. And I, I legit, I started crying and laughing with, with excitement, joy, and all these other things. I said, no way, you sell 70 houses? He goes, yeah, they call me. But he built, before he got into real estate, he was a, a coach at, for lacrosse, a coach for football, a coach for this. Everybody knew him. So now he's out there just saying, I said, so what do you go by? Do you go by a group name or something? He goes, no. I just go by Josh. I'm like, awesome. God, I love you. That's awesome. You're doing it right. Yeah. We're chasing so many shiny objects where everything that we need and want is right there. But we're just, it takes a little bit of patience and time, which most people don't have because they need a paycheck now because they get the salary mentality. They're not investing in their business. And it takes a little bit of energy. It's a lot of energy to be that person. It is. Mm-hmm. Always doing video. You do a lot of video. You know how hard it is. It's, it, I mean, it's half the day. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's half the day. So you can leverage that out, but now it's costing you again money. So you can invest time or money on what what works for you right now. Well, I think most people don't come into the business with money. And that's where the biggest mistake is made. And again, I coach and lead a lot of people as well. And the same thing I'm always saying is, is you're you're coming to me telling me that you're not producing at the level that you think you should be or you want to be, which tells me one thing that you have a lot of time. What are you doing with it? You know, what are you doing with your time? And if you are not spending the time investing in and in, in feeding the brain and learning, yet you're completely just wasting your time. And again, you're not taking this career very seriously. I mean, I think it's awesome what you said. Figure out what you like to do because some people do like to call. You know, they like to get on the phone. Not many, but some do. Some people like to door knock. Some like to 
call Fizbo's and expireds. Some love the social media game, uh, but you're right. Commit to what you want to do. Video is another one. I mean, like people tell me that all the time. It's like, oh, it takes so much time. I'm like, but I love it. I love it. And I'm starved for it. And I've seen what it can do in the long game. It's taken a couple and a half years, but all of a sudden, everything I'm doing now is a result of I, I was seen by doing video. I just had patience and discipline and stuck with it and consistency. And that's what it is. It's like 1.5 or 1.2. I lost track because there's just too many of them. Realtors out there. That doesn't include licensed real estate agents that aren't, that don't belong to an AR. And I would say 95, I'm going to say this, (laughs) 87% of them are all doing the same thing. And we have an 87% failure rate. Because the people that are doing it different, and you see them, you see the same people I see, the people that are doing it different, the people that are putting the energy into it, the people that are expressing some level of creativity, uh, and, and man, it doesn't even need to be crazy, are killing it. I talked to, a, I did an interview with a realtor uh, yesterday for my, my for my Chronicles, the funny podcast that we do. She's the naked realtor. You might have seen her. Where she, she was all pixels. She's down in Jupiter. Erica, Erica, right? Yeah. Erica Wolf, she got five referrals, she said, from doing that video. And some people complained. I mean, she was closed. She just put the pixels on her. I'm like, that's genius marketing. That's genius. She got five referrals from that. Shut your your mouth. Don't criticize the lady. Give her an award. Well, but that's a part of it. And expect it. And grow a thick skin. Because when you put yourself out there, it's just the way it's going to happen. You're going to take criticism. Ignore it. Do what you know. Again, when I started doing it, I didn't even know. I wasn't even sure that it worked. But now we know it works. There's a ton of success stories of what these things work, like the social media platforms, like like Nikki Klein. You mentioned that. Go back and listen to that podcast. Nikki Klein crushes Facebook groups. She's got it figured out, and her entire business, entire business is built around it. That's that's powerful. There's another gal in, in Augusta, Georgia. Her name escapes me, but she does all YouTube. All she does is YouTube. That is her business plan. And so I think it's it's important to say, we're not telling you the agent to go out, do one thing and one thing only. Like you're going to have to figure out, you're going to have to do five to 10 things and figure out what's the best. And, and I wanted to mention too, there was a post the other day from uh, Nick Baldwin. It was this week about, it was in, uh, I guess, last week of October is when it, when it was, where he talked about a stat at the Keller Williams conference that said $0 are being spent on your past customers. It's insane. It's the biggest mistake that realtors are making. Huge. And I live, I I commented on that is I dream of something, something that when it closes, it automatically happens. Right. And I I got probably 12 business plans for that. One day when I have some free time, maybe I'll I'll jump into one. I've got other things I'm working on. Here's the thing. NAR 2018. This is where NAR, I love when they come out with their information. 54% 54% of buyers, 64% of sellers came from past clients, sphere of influence, neighbor, were recommended to from a family friend, family or friend. Let me say that again. again. 54% of buyers and 64% of sellers were a referral. Why are we not staying in touch with our past clients? Why are we not staying in touch with our sphere of influence more? Matter of fact, if you only did that and you had some other strategy going, I like the Facebook one uh, with community stuff. Boy, Mingya, you would have so much business. Yeah. So much business. Yep. But we're distracted and then, ooh, uh, this lead sales is called, oh, we can get you 12. Hey, just give us 5,000. We'll make the calls for you. Yep. 
And that's why Jeff, it's important, I think, to understand you can't do everything. You can't. It's impossible. Right. Unless you have infinite pockets, you cannot do it in an infinite staff. And that's what the infinite pockets get. It's important to find out what works for you and a couple different things and go all in. Mm-hmm. Go all in. Right. Because if you try to do everything, you'll be mediocre. I agree. Not all of it. Mm-hmm. So. And, and like you said, I mean, you know, the, the, when, you, when you think of infinite pockets, the person that comes to mind is Robert Slack to me. You know, and he's executing that at a very high level. Robert Slack is like a, a percentage of a percentage of a percentage of the real estate agents out there. And, mm-hmm. and that's not you. That's not most of you. And uh, we all have a sphere of influence. We all have friends and family. We all have big social media, uh, uh, what do you want to call it, groups or, or, or just friends, right? And and you should be utilizing it. And if you're not growing that and focusing on that and using that as one of those business strategies, you're absolutely leaving, you're, you're leaving one of the most powerful tools on the sidelines. And it's just stupid. I know there's um, going to be a podcast and I just want everybody to visualize this. Visualize a dartboard. I got one behind me, so if you can see oh, it. How about that? You got your bullseye. That's your core, okay? That's your power circle. That's your past client, your sphere. The people that know you, the people that have a vested interest in you, the people that you support and they support you. And then on the outer fringes are going to be your network partners, okay? Your second level, your third level. If the average person knows, and business owners, the average person knows 50 people, so 50 people know 50 people. Now there's 2,500 people. But businesses know 100, maybe 200. They have 1,000, 2,000 followers. So if you do a showcase video for a business, guess what? Thousands of people are going to see it. Do an interview or a showcase or something else like that. Thousands of people are going to see it. So that's your outer bullseye. You don't even really need to go further out. But now let's think about that. If you got... 12 businesses, I, I can't do math, so I'll dump this one on Jeff because he's the finance guy. Yeah, if you've got 12 businesses and they all have 1,500 people on, um, on on their business page, how many people is that? How many people is seeing your Eight, video? 18,000. And if you do it correctly, they're going to share, they're going to like, it's going to get engagement, you're going to get double, triple people eyes on you. That's branding, y'all. What's your brand? A hundred percent, which brings up another good point. And again, we're, we're, we're digressing all over the place, but um, with that social media strategy that we all talk about, focus on creating content that includes influencers or like local businesses, because if you go out and you promote those businesses, you've all heard it before, but if you actually do it, you're giving them free promotion. It's nothing about you in real estate and they're going to share it to their pages. And guess what just happened? You just multiplied your audience by, by tenfold. And um, it's it's a simple strategy and everybody could be doing it. So don't stop thinking to yourself if you're sitting there right now, well, I'm in Boca Raton, Florida, and Nikki's already crushing it. No, that, she's just got a small fraction of the people there. There's plenty of room for all of us and all of our markets. So stop making that excuse. All right, brother, let's uh, let's... Let's wrap up. Let's wrap up. So, so obviously this has been a great conversation as I knew it would be, because when you and I talk, we just, we, we could talk for hours and probably days, but let's, let's, let's give them a recap. So when it comes to, when it comes to goal planning, when it comes to 2020, get, give them a bullet point, uh, a list of what they need to be doing and what they need to be preparing for right now at, right after they'd stop listening to this podcast. Well, 2020 is now. Right. So most of the business you're going to get now is going to be 2020. So know how much money you got to make. Break it down. What are your goals, your big goals? What's the GCI goal that you need? Right. This is the recap. And I'm going to give you uh, something that you can follow this for the rest of your life. 
Awesome. Uh, and then break that down to how many conversations you need to have per day. Real simple. Okay. If you need to commission breakdown, go under files in the lab code agents main group and the main group with 100,000 people, largest Facebook group for real estate agents on the planet and go under files and look for the income or the commission breakdown sheet that I uploaded there. Uh, you'll find it there. Something that they can do right now for the rest of the year, for the rest of 2020 is just simply follow 55510. Okay. This is another real simple way to break things out. Five calls to past clients, fair network partners every single day. It's easy enough. Five handwritten note cards every single day, usually to the people that you're talking with. Five new introductions per week to people that are likely either business owners, referral partners, or likely to use your services. That's one per day. Now, if you're networking, that should be pretty simple. Ten two-way conversations about real estate every single day. You do that every single day, you win. Re recap that. Five calls to past clients, fair networking partners every single day. Five handwritten notes daily. Five introductions per week to potential referral partners, business owners, or people likely to use your service. And 10 two-way conversations about real estate every single day. Really good. Uh, that's really good stuff to follow right there, folks. If, if you didn't gain something from this podcast, you were not paying attention or you are lying to yourself about what you need to be doing uh, for your business. Johnny, this has been freaking awesome. I always love having you on. If people want to get a hold of you, if people want to find you, if they want access to your coaching academy, if they want access to any of those planners, how can they find you? What's the best way to find you? The easiest way to find me, the central hub would be gciacademy.com. And for y'all that don't know, GCI, Gross Commission Income, you see what we did there? gciacademy.com. You can link all links to everything else is there. Awesome. And, and on Facebook, John Masillo, correct? Or, is, or do you go by Johnny Mo? No, it is John Masillo. I tried to change it. They wouldn't let me. But spell if you your, spell your last name. M-O-S-C-I-L-L-O. -L -L -O. Awesome. You can also awesome. find... Uh, at Johnny Mo Training, most of the other places. This is fantastic, brother man. This is this has been great. I look forward to doing this every single year with you, and maybe we'll find an excuse to do something else twice a year with you, just because uh, we like uh, I like conversing with you. So, thank you again for being on. I appreciate it. Obviously, I see you every single day in the moderators group of LCA, and I enjoy I enjoy all the banter all the time. So, it's been great talking to you, brother. And I look forward to actually meeting you at a future event sometime. Yes, sir. I will come out of the shadows in 2020. I love it. I love it. If, if you like what you heard today, as always, please don't keep us a secret. Uh, we ask we ask for two things from you. Uh, go on and rate us. You know, give us a rating. Tell us what you think about us. It's really it really helps our stats. It really helps us with with the uh, with the podcast hosting services. And also share it. Let other people know about it. Uh, this is all over the social media channels. Make sure you're sharing. Make sure you're letting your colleagues know about it. Hopefully, we're helping you in your business. Um, and we thank you for that. Johnny Mo. again, it's been awesome. I really appreciate you. And I look forward to talking to you more very soon. Thank you, sir. Lab Coat Agents Podcast.